0: Hearing Loss Live with Gloria Pelletier. Hearing Loss, Grief and Healing. Good morning. Welcome to Hearing Loss Live. We hope you're enjoying our new series for 2023, where we take a subject and relate it to our hearing loss journeys. And we openly have discussion on um, what we feel, what we've been through, and then finish the month with what we learned or new thoughts that have come to our minds. Um, this month, we would like you to subscribe, share, and like. We have also now opened on our Bru- Buzz Sprout account the ability to. Um, give us a buck or two. If you like our stuff, you can, you can tell us what you're thinking of our audio podcasts um, or our buy me a coffee, Uh, share us wherever you can join our email newsletter. Um, And when you're ready, please join us in person for our let's talk Tuesday, which is where we take our monthly theme and we gather as a group and we discuss it. So This month has been hearing loss, grief, and healing. Um, And it's been, I'm going to say, a reality check, right? Uh, We are taught not to grieve in America, um, is my personal opinion. And so when people are told they have a grief with hearing loss, it's very difficult um, to understand. And I've had a lot of different thoughts go through me on loss and grief. Uh, I always assume it's the person with the hearing loss that's grief. I'm a fixer at heart, so I'm going to fix it, right? It's your grief. I'm going to try to do what I can to fix you. And when grandmother had her last drop in hearing, I realized both parties have a grief and the communication changes. So, and how that happens is different for each of us. Um I just lost my train of thought already. 10 seconds in and I've lost my train of thought. So for me, it really, learning about grief changed the way I look at grief, right? I do use the grief model quite often in my own life with anything. I find it very helpful. Um, So it seemed pretty normal for me to use it in everyday communication changes that happened with hearing loss. Um, So, but nobody does, right? Nobody really does. Um, I always use unicorn and, and balloons and happiness and everything will be okay, but it's not. So how do you, so not only do you have the grief, but how do you get to the healing when you're not supposed to have the grief, right? And your communication isn't going to change, which we all know is malarkey. So here's a no- whole other grief that it's a loss, right? You've lost your hearing, you've lost your communication. I think there's just, like Gloria has said a couple of times, we could go on this subject probably for three or four years. People would be like deathly crying and like, okay, we're no longer following them. So we won't do that to you. We'll break it into smaller parts. <laughs> but I, the elephant in the room, right? And another thing that came to my mind, um, and it has come to my mind because I'm working on something else. When it is the elephant in the room and your hearing loss partner has not accepted their hearing loss, your hearing partner is still going through some portion of grief and doesn't even know it. And, and doesn't know where to turn. And I want so much for that to change for both parties that it was kind of a eye-opener the other day when I was writing about something. You have to know the elephant in the room. I'm going to leave that there because I don't know how to answer that and y'all can figure out and give me an answer or help me. <laughs> and it was nothing we were going to come on here and talk about, I know. <laughs> who wants to go next? Gloria, you want to tell us your lessons learned?
1: Well, the lesson I learned over this whole series was that this is such a broad subject matter and it pertains and it it, it pertains to so many things. It's not just grief. It's not just loss. It's not just acceptance. And it's kind of like little streams in alluvia and it comes out and there's all these connections and I couldn't follow them fast enough. And the thing that I really, really learned is that it's okay, it's okay to have grief over your hearing loss. I have hearing aids, I have two, but they don't solve the problem, they help me communicate But I'm never going to be that person I was before I lost my hearing. She's gone. And I cannot try to get her back. I have to learn to live in what is reality, right? That's what you said. And not what I want. Because all of that part of my life is now gone. So I give credit. Shelly showed me how to do do (laughs) do-arounds, and I was like, huh? What are you talking about? She's like, well, we can find a way around this, and I'm like, no, you can't, but she's right. So, you have a problem, you find a way around it, you find a solution, and every time we do that, we take ownership, and we become stronger, and where communication becomes better, and I think we learn to I do think it's a learning process to heal. I don't think you heal over one issue. I think you heal over multiple issues. And I think what I, doing the uh, the Tuesday night and all the stuff that we've done and talked about, I just am impressed by the compassion because there's a lot of compassion out there that we're not tapping into. So. I just learned a lot, and I'm grateful to have this opportunity. Thank you. Shelly.
2: We lose access to communication, and there's the grief. We lose our connection to family, to friends. We have to change the way we do things, uh, how we hear, how we participate. We don't get the... uh, rehabilitation that we need with tools and strategies. And and it's not just hearing aids. I feel like hearing aids is only a a part of the answer. The other part is education and support with the tribe. I've seen people come in, couples, where he or she has a a hearing loss so severe that they stop talking. And they're in the office and you can just feel the grief between them because they can't communicate and they're so frustrated. And I've done the littlest thing I, uh, the, the, the thing that I could, and that was giving them a pocket talker, which is a personal amplifier. And I gave it to them and there would be tears. Oh my God, she can hear me. She hasn't heard me in I don't know how long or, or, you know, vice versa. Oh my God, he's hearing me. Wow. Because a lot of times it's, uh, men with noise-induced hearing loss, which is high-frequency hearing loss, and I can't hear their female voices that well. So I've seen it both ways, and it just it breaks my heart to see that they sat there for years without communicating properly. And I'm happy to do that one little thing I can and offer more tools and strategies if they're willing, when they're willing, because they really have to be ready themselves to move on. And sometimes it takes a little time. It's not my schedule. It's their schedule.
1: I'd like to add one thing that we talked about before. There's a myth in this society. That if you're hard of hearing, right, hard of hearing, that we'll give you a pair of hearing aids, and you're all done. It's all okay now. You can hear, right? And although the makers of hearing aids, people who dispense hearing aids, know that they are not a panacea. So when you get your hearing aids, and you can hear some stuff, but there's a lot you cannot still hear. There's not a lot that you can still understand. And I would want people to say the next time they hear somebody say to you, you have a pair of hearing aids or put your hearing aids on, and just say, doesn't that's, that's not the solution. It's part of the solution, but it's not the solution. And the solution comes between us and our communication, not a device. Though. Shelley, like you said, it does help, and we need them, and I would like funding for them, but we need to also understand they're not the panacea. And if you can tell people that, I think it will help people to understand more that a hearing aid or a cochlear implant or whatever is not a replacement like glasses. And um so I think people experience small little pieces of grief every day when they're denied communication and they're denied the reality that it doesn't work very well. But the happy part about this is the more you stand up for yourself, the more you will heal. And I just wanted to put that in. It's not all bad. <laughs> There's some really fun things and, one of the most fun things I have is when I'm talking to somebody and I don't hear it correctly and then I repeat what I hear. And then there's just this joy and laughter because we know that we didn't hear it right. And when you get to that stage, I think we become better adapted to our hearing loss and, and then there's, it's, it's quite funny because sometimes what I say, what I think I hear is, is hilarious. So there are funny parts to it too, and there's fun parts to it. And the best part is when you take your hearing aids off at night and you don't hear anything, <laughs> you know? So, or you don't hear the frogs talking at night and your husband does, but I don't hear it because my hearing aids are out and he, he's up all night long and I'm sleeping. <laughs> you know, so there's lots of fun things too. So we we just need to find them.
2: So Julia can can, can you hear me now? microphone. Yes. I, thought, I didn't even know
0: I turned it off. I thought I turned it back on. I don't know. Sorry for the bump that just happened for all you watching on Buzzsprout or your audio platform. Um I, I like that because once we start to I use humor a lot in healing in general, right? It, it's one of my helps in grief factor. I am the one who does odd. Uh I laugh at the wrong times, right? Um, that's how I handle some of my grief. Shelly's known for it too. Uh ours are different reasons. But here's here's the thing. Where it dawned on me this month, hearing partners want to fix it. A lot of times they're not necessarily trying to cause more grief, but they do, right? You can't hear on the phone anymore. I'll just take care of all of that. Uh, You can't hear. So we, you know, I'm going to take care of this and, and, and they change the family dynamics. They're hurting their hearing loss partner and they don't, they probably don't even know it right? And the hearing loss partner might not realize that's a grief to them. And the hearing partner is not realizing it's a grief to them because they're taking on what maybe wasn't something they did before, but they want to fix it. So part of that healing is don't take it on, talk together, figure out how to stop that. And how you stop that is you get informed about hearing loss as a hearing partner. You get involved, you watch our videos, you go to support groups. When you've had a bad frustrating day because communication went wrong, you find that support group for hearing partners where you can talk and and figure out strategies. How do you bring your hearing loss partner out of their funk necessarily? Um, Does that kind of make sense? Because if you if you're busy just both doing this, the communication's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Um, do you want it worse? I I we all know my big healing thing is is it family dynamics or is it hearing loss or are we using hearing loss to make bad family dynamics? Okay. So you, I can't fix that. That's something each person has to look at. Um, But I've had to take it and use, I did, right? I tried to say my husband had dementia. I tried to cause family dynamics when really all it was, was a hearing loss because I was angry at him. So I had to flesh it out and figure out how do we communicate now? Okay. Um, he may someday want hearing aids. He may not. We know hearing aids work better as soon as we get them all of that. We know all of that stuff, but his mild, it's been mild for seven years. It's not getting worse. It doesn't stop him from being active. It doesn't stop him from doing things. So these are all things you have to learn, but you can't learn them if you don't have support groups. And have a safe space, which is what Hearing Loss Live is trying to make happen. Um, A a safe space to come and talk with others. And I think when we get together in groups, it becomes apparent. A lot of our stuff's the same. And a lot of our stuff is different. And we can't fix it, but we can talk about it, right? And and experience the grief so that you can move into the healing hopefully uh, healing can take forever right Shelly it it may never happen it, you may have to look at it differently um it, it can take years it can take months we've seen it mm-hmm. all over the place and Gloria and Shelly have both experienced it in their own ways I'll stop yammering now sorry Shelley
2: Okay. (laughs) Uh, So I wasn't really ready to go, but um, let's see what I have in my notes. One of the other things that I learned over this, exploring this topic, is a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And I've been very lucky in that I have more of the growth mindset where I'm going to get around this obstacle. (laughs) I think it's my determination that helped pull me through my grief that I had several years ago, which I experienced for two years. And I don't know where the determination comes from, but after I sit with the grief, I sat with the grief for a while, and then I was determined to move on, just like with tinnitus. Tinnitus came on suddenly. Oh my God, it just wrecked my nights and my days. And uh just one day I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to let this be the end of me, uh, of, of a good life. I'm gonna I'm gonna work around this. So I found my walkman <laughs> back then, dating myself, put my walkman on and listen to <laughs> the arrhythmics of all of all things, right? <laughs> And they just played all night long softly for me so that I could focus on something besides the tinnitus and the grief. I I like what Julia said. Grief
1: is not a linear process. You may think, oh, I fixed it. I know how to deal with my hearing loss. And then you lose some more. And then it starts all over again. Or you get another job and you're bumping into other barriers you didn't know exist. But hopefully when we get to that position, we stay in that place this long versus this long. Because we do have tools now that we can use and we can extrapolate. And I think that helps so much. So even though... Sometimes we're going to slip back. That's okay, because it tells us we have to do something. And it's a marker for us to do something. It's not a bad thing. It could be a very good place to be and say, okay, I can do do around or something. <laughs> I can make a workaround. Workaround, that's what you said, Shelley. And I can do something about it. And that confidence really helps us to function.
0: I like that. As we get ready to close it out, any other thoughts you want to give that are headed towards the healing end of this?
2: Well, I have something.
1: I I keep saying this, and I'm going to continue to say it. You two ladies have started a movement for us who have hard of hearing. And if somebody hears this, I want you to go back to their podcasts, go back to their stuff on their internet access um, platform and read it because it's, it's really about what's really happening with people and it's giving the truth and there are options for you and use their website. I don't belong to this group, by the way. So I, it's not, it's, it's an it's not an advertisement. It's a truth. So that's I wanted to put that in there so people know. And you guys are too modest. So
2: we know many people in the tribe, and you are definitely one of the tribe. And we help you. You help us a lot, so we appreciate it. I do want to say that real quick. I'm really excited about our next topic coming up, and that is communication boundaries. And I think once you can put communication boundaries in place, you can start to heal.
0: I actually was gonna say it opposite. I think once you start to heal, you can put the communication boundaries in place, right? And I allude to some of that in here. Because it's part of the healing, I agree. But I think sometimes when you start to heal, you realize, oh no, I can do this. I, I can be confident in, in stuff. So that's funny. Cause I looked at it a little, I looked at it opposite of Shelly,
2: which is what makes us fun, right?
0: We can get two different perspectives.
2: It's back and forth. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it doesn't work. Start one way and in another way. I think I'm sure we're back and forth. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So I do hope you,
0: uh, uh, <laughs> now I lost my turn of thought. Right. So join us next month. Um, I got to find my calendar. I'm so sorry. March 7th is our next Let's Talk workshop, which will be Communication Boundaries. Our blog will come out March 2nd, where we will write about our thoughts on boundaries um, as hearing loss and as a hearing partner. Um, and then you can watch for the recorded version of the workshop to come out, uh, right around, I believe it is March 16th, and then we will follow it up, of course, with an audio, Oh, I did good, audio um, podcast, uh, possibly a a YouTube version, we'll see, Uh, but it will be an audio podcast with transcript of what we learned for the month. I hope you understand we're trying to build each month on our Thought process on our relationship with hearing loss. Um, I think that's become apparent, maybe. Um, so we will continue to do that. Uh, please, I, we only keep the workshop open for a week, we know, um, the pre recorded one, but we will have a series coming out shortly where you can get each one of them with workbooks and journals for those who enjoy that type of writing um, to help you explore with you and your family. Um, we hope that that helps give you some comfort and you will join us for the Let's Talk Tuesdays, because honestly, one thing I think all three of us agree about, um, having a tribe makes a difference. It's that support system, um, no matter where you are with the grief, if you're still really, really down in the grief, the support systems where you can come and vent and virtual hugs all around Um and, you know, possibly ideas, possibly understanding others have had the same thing or something similar. It really does help. We do know it takes a minute to be comfortable with that, but we are here no matter what. So we hope you join us and thank you so much. Bye.